Hello and welcome to your D1T in 5 for Monday, September 13th. I am Aaron Matus. Let's take a look at the top stories from over the weekend. Athletic Director Yu and WME's Bob Lattenville released 2020-21 compensation data for Power 5 athletic directors with 24 at or above $1 million per year. Texas's Chris Del Conte, Arizona State's Ray Anderson, and Oklahoma's Joe Castiglione lead the pack, each above the $2 million mark. The Big 12 with by far the longest average tenure among its ADs at 10.7 years with the SEC at the other end of the spectrum at just under five years. The Big 12 also has the highest average compensation at $1.315 million on average, while the ACC has the lowest at $920,000. On the maximum bonus front, the Pac-12 has the highest average at $311,000 with the SEC's $118,000 being the lowest. The athletic Stuart Mandel caught up with Pac-12 Commissioner George Klievkov, who continued with thoughts on the alliance. The idea is not to schedule 10 or 15 years out where it makes no sense. Instead, he said, schedule for the following season after the previous season has ended and use that to create really compelling matchups for the fans and for the student-athletes. ESPN's Heather Dinich and Dan Murphy with a long and compelling look at the industry in an article titled, Can the NCAA Puzzle Be Solved Amid a Culture of Distrust? SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey tried to answer. I think that question identifies part of the problem. We've got such a diverse and diffused decision-making structure, it's hard to point to. Here's the entity that will solve this. Dinich and Murphy dig in on events over the last two years that have collectively led to some of this distrust. Though Mountain West boss Craig Thompson questions the notion that Sankey should have handled the Texas-Oklahoma situation any differently. He said, is Greg supposed to have daily press conferences or emails which are subject to FOIA, public record laws, and everything else or detailing everything that he's doing and who he's doing it with and who he spoke to and what's happening and what the next steps are? No. You keep those things to the circle that will ultimately say yay or nay. Let's invite Oklahoma and Texas into the league. Ohio State AD Gene Smith had these thoughts. I think that there's a little lack of trust now that needs to be healed and resolved. We're not talking to each other like we used to. Athlon Sports Brian Fisher gets this from a source. The NCAA is making plans to expand the Division I women's basketball tournament from 64 to 68 teams starting in 2022 another recommendation from the Gender Equity Review being acted on. The dust continues to settle from the Big 12's official expansion announcement, which largely impacted the American Athletic Conference. ACC Commissioner Michael Oresco said, I've made it clear that we will replenish. We'll get back to 10 or 12 programs, probably 12. These teams that are leaving aren't dynasties. The teams remaining in our conference, some are struggling right now, but others aren't. I'm not going to knock any of them. Cincinnati's doing great right now, but a couple years ago, they weren't. The point is, our schools have done really well against them. The DNA that's in this conference is going to remain. To see another conference using our teams to try to preserve their Power 5 status is very interesting. CBS headliner Gary Parrish thinks the Big 12's potential second wave of expansion is highly problematic for the AAC's attempt to rebuild. 
To be clear, I'm not ruling anything out, but given what Kirby Hokett and Jamie Pollard have suggested, it's hard to imagine a scenario where Boise State, Colorado State, San Diego State, or any other school that might be on the Big 12's radar would leave its current conference for the ACC. And if you're Coastal Carolina, Arkansas State, UAB, Charlotte, North Texas, or some other Conference USA or Sunbelt member that likely isn't on the Big 12's radar, is it clear that you should leave your current league to join a greatly diminished AAC that could also eventually lose Memphis, SMU, and or USF if the Big 12 decides to add more American schools? Despite Oresco's claims, there is literally no way for the AAC to avoid external factors putting a ceiling on its potential, considering external factors just robbed the AAC of three of its best programs and could ultimately take more. With BYU exiting the West Coast Conference, the Athletics' Dana O'Neill wonders what that means for Gonzaga. The conference holds maybe the only basketball coin in all of realignment, Gonzaga, said O'Neill. Except the Zags hold all of the cards. They are essentially both sides of the magnet. The team that could lure others to the WCC or the team that can be pulled in another direction altogether. One side is good news for the WCC, the other catastrophic. WCC Commissioner Gloria Navarez said, Am I sitting in the kitchen with a spoon in a tub of Ben & Jerry's? No, we don't need to panic. We have time. I'm sure there is no shortage of schools that would love to join us, but we have to ask ourselves, what are we looking for? We need to take the opportunity to pause, take a deep breath, and figure it out. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus. And this has been your D1T in 5 for Monday, September 13th. We'll update you again this evening.